Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays took another series, this time against the Detroit Tigers. It would have been nice to get the series sweep, but hey, you won the series. Win series, baby. That's the name of the game. It stinks, but let's talk about this Tiger series. Let's do it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including the YouTubes at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. That can be for general Rays questions, comments, and hot takes. And also, if you have a business and want to advertise with us at some point, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. We have a pretty decent-sized audience just throwing that out there. That's true. Uh, anyway, so uh, the Rays took two of three from the lowly, lowly Detroit Tigers. They lost the first game in very unfortunate fashion, two to three. They won on Tuesday, eight to one, and won on Wednesday, six to one. So uh, remember we had previewed this series and said the Tigers offense is basically the worst in baseball. They kind of proved it over the three days where, yeah, they, they won on Monday, but only scored three runs and then one run on Tuesday, one run on Wednesday. Yeah, the bats just weren't there. And like you you mentioned in, in the preview of this series, their their best bat is a 39-year-old Hall of Famer. Um, that's not what a young team right. trying to push over the 75-win barrier this year, that's not – that's that shouldn't be it. He shouldn't be your top hitter, like just – but he is, and uh, they do have some issues with the IL, obviously, uh, ex-friend of the program. Yeah. Although, when Could, people leave the race, they remain friends of the program? I think so, right? Is Austin Meadows a friend of the program? I guess it depends on the guy. Hunter Renfro, probably not a friend of the not program. Not a friend of the program. Austin Meadows probably didn't want to be traded, so still a friend of the program. I agree. I yeah. agree with this. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from this series? I am <laughs> that's a good one because I've got a couple. Yeah. Um let's start with the the big one, Shane McClanahan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, like I know what I said about aces. Does this stuff just keep getting better and better by each start? Each start is amazing. The growth, like he is now doing what we said he should have been doing like three months ago where, you know, you got to utilize all your four pitches. He's doing that. He's getting whiffs on all of them. He's getting strikeouts on all of his pitches. He's controlling the strike zone. He's controlling his own emotions when something is not happening that is not according to plan. But the best thing about it is the pitch efficiency. He's getting deep into games. That's too times out of the last three starts where he's had seven innings and i think three out of his last five starts where he's hit seven innings huge huge stuff from shane mcclennan he he, you are seeing the development happen right before our eyes and again i don't think he is an ace 
in MLB. Right. But if he keeps doing what he is doing right now, by the end of the year, yeah, he can be in that conversation. And I know that we brought this up, the question about will Shane McClanahan get to, I guess, 100 strikeouts by June 2nd when after the, the Rangers series. That's great and all, but what matters more to me is getting deep through ball games. I'd rather have – I don't care about 11, 12 strikeouts – I care about getting through six and two thirds in seven innings, especially when other guys aren't doing that or proving that on the race. Honestly, I was, I was surprised that he only got seven strikeouts uh, against yeah. the Tigers because I, I, you know, when he, he hit 11 the other day, I was like, Oh, the Tigers, boom, he's going to hit double digits. Didn't happen, but that's okay. I would rather, I don't want a Chris Archer. I don't want four innings with 10 strikeouts yeah. and then, oh, letting the bullpen cover the next five. I yeah. don't want that. 200 strikeouts and a four and a half ERA. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want Shane McClanahan to be the next Chris Archer. And actually, we, I, we did an episode about that early in the season. Right. Um, no, I'd rather have this, this Shane who goes seven deep pitches to seven, six Ks and, yeah. and, 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 and kind of helps the bullpen, which needs help. I have a couple more points, and I know you have some uh, some more takeaways from this series, but I've got a couple more points about Shane McClanahan that I want to bring up to you. But first, we have to tell the audience about something called Built Bar. Clearly, Shane McClanahan had his Built Bar before the game, before I, his last start. I can't say that Built Bar can improve your change-up command, but I don't think it would hurt because yeah. why? It's healthy and it's delicious. So it's healthy because it's around 130 to 180 calories each built bar, which is amazing. Candy bars don't do that. And it's delicious because it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That is as good as watching Shane McClanahan go seven deep time and time again. Yeah. So you have to go to built.com in order to pick all of the delicious flavors that they have, okay? And once you do that, once you have your cart all set up, you do not want to hit purchase. You want to hit promo code. And on that promo code, you're going to hit LOCKED15. Why? Because that code is going to save you 15% off your entire order. So today, go to built.com, choose all of your delicious, healthy, and delicious flavors, hit promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to save 15% off at built.com. Uh, Shane McClanahan, uh, which pitch do you feel is most impressive right now or was most impressive in that Tiger start? The fastball, the changeup, the curveball, something else? I think I am a sucker for a curveball. That curveball at times. <laughs> I don't even know if we can qualify that as like a curveball. It's almost like a UFIS. Like that's that's from outer space. That's an outer. That's a space ball. And and, and how 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 tall is Shane McClanahan? Six six? Oh no, he's short. He's about six one. Six that. one? It doesn't look like. Maybe the frame of of his is is he shorter than you? Oh, I'm taller than Shane McClanahan, guaranteed. Well, you should tell that to people. You should say, hey, how you doing? My name's Kevin West. I'm taller than Shane McClanahan. Yeah, he's kind of uh, one of. Uh, a shorter starter I, by it, average standards, I guess you could say. It doesn't look like it, you know, because maybe his frame, but it does look like that curveball is coming right from space, man. It's just coming up above. Yeah, might it's, be his release point as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe the release point, but yeah, it looks like he is not six one. And he lists he's listed at six one, which probably means he's five. Oh my gosh, he's five eleven. Yeah, yeah. 
He's five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I wow. That that's that's that that doesn't look it. That doesn't look it at all. That surprises me. Yeah. That, that surprises uh, me as much as when Avi Garcia came to the race and then he was actually like a really fast runner and you're yeah. like didn't see that coming. Or like Harold Ramirez can run too. Harold Ramirez um, can run. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the at the drop the mounds are a little bit higher, so it looks like he's a little bit taller. Wink. Maybe wink. He, he does the old Tom Cruise with his uh, cleats <laughs> or shoes. That's you know that's all possible. That's all on the table. But yeah, yeah, it's he is really becoming a joy to watch. And I wouldn't go as far as to say that he is as fun to watch as Charlie Morton or Tyler Glass now. But he's getting there. He's getting there with yeah. each pitch. Yeah, the eighty-six mile an hour curtails away from the righties, and then top of the zone fastball at ninety-eight, and he's actually. He looks, in addition to having great stuff, being able to command and control it yes. is a big thing as well. He looks like he knows where it's going to yeah. go. And that's such a veteran type of, of stature, yeah. of, you know, spunk, of attitude. Right. Like he, he's also, BA is right too. He said it on, uh, 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 on the broadcast. He's bullying hitters sometimes yeah. by just going 99 middle cheese of the strike zone. Yeah. Just like, I bet you can't hit this. Can you hit this? Because I don't think you can. He's doing that to hitters, to major league hitters. It, it's, it's really impressive. And again, I think we're seeing the evolution of Shane McClanahan. And like you said, Tyler Glasnow and Charlie Morton were must-watch TV, at least for me. Tyler Glasnow last year was, I have to watch every mm-hmm. pitch. It's like kind of like a Wander Franco at bat. Right. I cannot go to the bathroom right now. Yeah. I have to hold it. I have to watch this. Shane McClanahan's starts are kind of going that path, too. Like, why would you not want to watch this guy yeah. pitch? Question, before we move along to other points on this uh, Tiger series. Shane McClanahan, do you think, as it stands right now, will he get to 160 innings pitched this year? He's at, I think, 46 and some change through eight starts. Yeah, it it looks that way. It looks like he's going to. I wouldn't put green Skittles on it, yeah. Uh, but I think I th- I think it looks that way. And boy, would that be just the most refreshing glass of water we've had as a race fandom to see at top of the line yeah. starter go more than 160 innings. My goodness, give me that. A, a guy not named Brian Yarbrough going that distance. Just give me that. So I want that yes. to happen. Yes, Speaking, that would actually I think be a really good prop bet on bet online. That would be, be a really good, good Green yeah. Skittles question. Speaking of which, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, it is where the game starts. I want to ask you a question. Okay. What do you think is most surprising in 2022? The fact that Isaac Paredes just went crazy against his former team and looked mighty fine with the bat? Or JP Fire Eisen being basically this year's Andrew Kittredge? Uh, 
I'm not as surprised about JP Fire because we know that zero runs. Yeah. Relievers are volatile and relievers can change significantly in a good way when they get under the Rays wing for a year plus. Because again, JP Fire was traded to the Rays last May. Mm -hmm. Correct. So maybe it took some time for him to really buy into and, and, get the changes that he needed to make to become the best pitcher he can be. And now we might be starting to see that, which is really, really important considering all the injuries and all the guys that are down as of right now, you know, Fairbanks, Chagua, Anderson and Kittredge blowing things up a little bit, Ryan Thompson blowing things up a little bit. So for fire eyes too quietly, I mean, he's under the radar too. I don't think any, I don't think we're talking enough about no. how good he's been. Well, that, what has now. it been now? 18 innings and no runs yeah. allowed. I mean, he's sneakily maybe one of the best relievers in the American league right now, like top five, top 10. Right. Right. It's yeah. pretty impressive stuff. And nobody talks about JP. So that's good. And, and I'm glad you brought up Paredes because what he did on Wednesday's game, six, one victory, um, Again, I know it, whatever, it's the Tigers, but the fact that maybe this guy has some pop that, I mean, those were, those were shots and those were shots that he pulled and he's built like a guy. I know, I guess, historically throughout the minor leagues, he hasn't really profiled as a power hitter, but when he barrels one up and pulls it, he can launch it as he showed 400 plus feet multiple times. And he's got the build, I would think to have He's he's got the big chest. He's got the torso. He's got the forearms. Sort of like he's not to Yandy Diaz's extent, but there's something in that bat. I think he's built. Yeah, he's built. Um, I've I I'm again. I'm not comparing the two. Wander Franco, I think, is a little bit shorter than Isak uh, Paredes, yeah. but you know, Wander's built too. I've never seen a bomb from Wander like those two from from Isak. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen like a moonshot from Wander. Right. Like, I've and how often does Wander pull the ball? Sure, sure. So I'm again not comparing, but I'm just saying like that by itself. What Isak Paredes did is very impressive, and I do like his arm. He has a strong, accurate arm. So if you really want to play with the third uh, third base, you know. Uh, Maybe give Jimon Choi a little break from yeah. first base. Put Yandi, of course, because you got to play Yandi. Put Isak Paredes at third instead of Taylor Walls. Man, that's that's yeah. going to improve your defense and your lineup. Uh, Isak Paredes is listed at 5'11 and 213 pounds. So he's a strong boy. He's also 23 years old and some change. So about three years older than two years two. older, I guess, than Wander Franco. So that does make a difference. I think Wander Franco's leaner, but I think yeah. he'll, he'll definitely build into his body. Um, that's a good point you brought up about Paredes because he wasn't the only guy that exhibited power for the Rays over the course of that series against the Tigers. Didn't Randy go deep? Yes. Finally. Got of it. a breaking ball, too. I know. It's about time. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer and Brett Phillips, of all people. <laughs> the, whole out, the whole outfield yeah. on Tuesday's game went deep. That's nice to the see. The guys with the lowest OPSs on the team you know, put up offensive showcases so to speak it was beautiful to see it was beautiful to see how they all greeted each other at the end of the game they yeah. went in with the group hug love love that stuff from the outfield guys uh look randy rosarena not the canic same guy that we've that we hope to see yeah. that will turn around kiermeyer that will turn there's too much career history for Ke- kevin kiermeyer like i know what he's going to do this is not it this but is it's not, not it. like it's going to be much better 
Oh boy, but it is. He's hitting 200 right now with a 628 OPS. He is going to hit at least 240 and going to give 240? you 240. Like 240, baby. I'm, Has he ever hit he, what 240 once in his career? Nah, he's overpassed it like three times in his career. Now he so he's going to give you 240 and he's going to give you around a 670, 680 OPS. So you're going to see improvement. And in order to hit that to 680, which is a 628, he has to be hitting the rest of the season right. like at a 720 clip. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Phillips as well, he is not going to be that guy. Brett Phillips is not a 191 guy and a 636 OPS. So the outfielders, although it's really frustrating yeah. right now to see them uh, at, at the plate, it's going to get better. Question, who has more home runs this season, Brett Phillips or Kevin Kiermaier? Well, little did we know, Kevin Kiermaier and Brett Phillips are sitting at four right yeah. now. Brett Phillips has four home runs in at least what I'm looking at, 71 at-bats, and Kiermaier four home runs in 90 at-bats. I'm going to have to go with Phillips. Okay, because Phillips has done – he's hit – he's shown power more recently in more mm-hmm. recent years. I mean, didn't he have, what, 12 last year? 13. 13 and, like, 250 at-bats. So I have to go lines. to Phillips, yeah. And besides, like, I want, I don't want KK to get enamored with the long ball. Right. And I think he might be – just, again, go the other way. Try to get to left center field gaps. Use your wheels. Put the ball – on the ground to the left side, yeah. I think that's going to help KK. Now, I looked it up, and the home run that KK hit, that was impressive in the sense that it was like a chip shot. Yeah. It wasn't a go-for-broke, full-out swing. No. Just kept two hands on the bat and shot that out. So it was like, I kind of want to look at some of his savant numbers. He's actually 68th percentile in max exit velocity this look year. Look at that. Compared to Brett Phillips, I think he's like 47th percentile. But again, it, that that's why I think this is such an interesting question with – Phillips and Kiermaier uh, because Phillips has gotten double digit homers more recently, but Kevin Kiermaier in his career, I know he has had a longer career than Brett Phillips. He's done it. It was back when early the days of Kevin Kiermaier, he, he showed he could knock out 12 to 15 homers. Yeah. I mean, I think there were four years in a row or, you know, four years, four or five years in a span of six, that he got double-digit homers. And you're talking to somebody who perennially thought KK would be a 2020 guy. That never happened. One year yeah. he got really close. Never happened. Uh, but that's okay, man. I really, honestly, I would rather KK just stick with four long home runs and, yeah. and then call it a day and then start getting on base. I need KK on the base paths. Why? Because he disrupts the defense. He disrupts the pitcher, the catcher, everything. When they know that that guy could possibly steal, could possibly be take that ne- an extra base with a ball in the outfield. Yes. Um, before we end this episode, we've got to uh, mention a segment that we've been doing for a couple of weeks now, and we'll continue to do. How's that X-ray? Yeah. Are we are we sticking with that uh, name? By the way, Evan kind of gave us crap I, last. I feel week. like it's a working title. What was his suggestion? Uh, I don't know. I think he just made fun okay. of us, well, which know, is fair. Hey, if you you can make fun of us all you want, but come up with something better. Until you come up with something better, I can't give you any Ooh. kudos. Oh, perfect. You guys that are watching on YouTube, thank you so much because I know you're subscribing. And if you haven't, I know you're hitting that button for subscribe because it's for free and you're liking that video too. Anyway, those of you right now, write in the comments, title suggestions for this segment. 
How's that X-ray doing? X-ray report? I don't know. Ooh, X-ray report. Ooh, okay. Something along those lines. Well, who do you got for me today, Kevin? Who is that X-ray that I should be looking into? Uh, I had him up right now, so... You can go ahead and give yours while I find the numbers on this guy. I people, totally butchered you, this thing. People, you guys don't understand. We're very organic, and I uh, yeah. hope you enjoy it. Uh, sometimes guy. on my end, we're very unorganized because I should have these numbers in front of me, and I do have them up. I just can't find them on my Word document right now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my guy. My guy was only a Ray for about 37 games, and I was very happy when they acquired him. Uh, it didn't work out, unfortunately, which sucks because it's worked out for him everywhere else but with the Rays. And he didn't really do that bad with the Rays, guys. I'm talking about first baseman D.H. Jesus Aguilar. Ah. Of course I am. Jesus Aguilar in this season, in 2022, he's 32 years old, by the way. He's hitting 276 with a 340 on base, a 433 slug. 773 OPS. That's rather healthy. A 123 OPS plus five ding-dongs. Let me hear it for the people in the back. If you're saying, oh, well, Jesus Aguilar, really? Ulysses, like, who cares? Well, I'll tell you why it cares. I care because that 123 OPS plus would be, um, mm, let's say, Better than Wander Franco's right now? Yeah. Uh, those five home runs, oh, man, uh, I don't really like, would be the best of the team right now, tied for first with Brendan Lau, who is on the DL. You're like, oh, whatever. Oh, well, that batting average of 276, uh, well, that would be third best of the team. So, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Aguilar, it hurts. That would be a guy that would be nice to have in the middle of the order of the Rays lineup and didn't when the Rays traded for him, they didn't have to give up much to no. acquire him. No, and he put up really good numbers in his short time with the Rays. Yeah, he did. People forget he hit 261 with a 760 OPS. That's at 104 OPS plus. So he was above average, yeah. but uh, I guess that people wanted a little bit more home runs. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy at times, but that's a, that's a good one there. I think uh, Joey Wendell would also, uh, fit the bill as well uh, on the Marlins. There's some good former Rays yeah. on the Marlins for sure. My guy mm-hmm. is a pitcher. Okay. And he's a little bit older than Jesus Aguilar. He's a little bit older than most professional baseball players right now. Okay. His name is Charlie Morton. Ah. Uh, and Charlie Morton is not doing so hot so far this year. Uh, we have to remember that he had to deal with that fractured leg at the end of last season, I think, in the playoffs. So yeah. not an easy thing to do for anybody, let alone a guy that's 38 years old. Uh, but through seven starts this year, Charlie Morton has a 4.93 ERA and a 1.442 whip. Well, 32 strikeouts in 34 and two-thirds innings, a win-loss record of two and three, and has accumulated 0.2 war, according to baseball reference so not vintage ground chuck where it's like you can just sign him up for a three and a quarter era well yeah the walk rate has gone up by four percent the k rate has gone down by eight percent the hard hit percentage has gone up by four percent basically everything you don't want to see from a pitcher uh worsening has worsened for charlie morton now i'll ask you this do you remember 
Uh, he signed for two more years, right? Uh, he's got, he's on a one year, $20 million deal this year. And the next year is a club option. So I would think that Morton really has to go bonkers the rest of this year for the Braves to pick up to that pick option. Up. Is it for 20 mil? The 20 next mil. Option? Yeah. Okay. 20. Remember it was kind of like, wow. Yeah. The no. Braves are really buying into Charlie Morton, which is great. Great it's for great. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that Charlie Morton in the twilight of his career is getting paydays. He's finally getting paid after like 20 years of professional baseball. He finally laps on with the Rays and then eventually with the Braves. Yeah, you got to grind it out, man. He grinded it out. I mean, playing with bad Phillies. He's Pittsburgh had a job teams. since 2008. Look at that. Good for him. Good for Charlie. Yeah. I hope I hope uh, it gets better with Charlie, who is a friend of the program. Of course yes. he is. Yeah. And um, I think things are starting to turn around if you just look at his last start and the fastball velocity is still there. The nasty curveball is still there. And isn't Charlie Morton, I, I remember we had talked about this a couple of years ago, um, kind of a slow starter or early in starts, he would give up a, a bomb he, or two. He had a one inning where everything exploded. Like the first or second inning, it would yeah. be like, what, what the heck? And then he'd settle down and give you a six and two-thirds. Roll. Exactly. No, you're right. Against the Brewers, he went five deep, only uh, allowing no runs. And then against the Padres in his last start, yeah. he went six innings, only allowing one run. So maybe it is getting yes. better for Uncle Chuck. Uh, one of the great guys in the game, uh, both on the field and off the field. For sure. Uh, last thing, the Rays are facing uh, the Baltimore Orioles after a Thursday off day. Um, will they sweep the Orioles in Camden Yards? Boy, I hope so. But again, I, uh, I've given you crap about it, so I'm not going to just you know go against my word. And I'm just, again, keep winning series. If you can sweep, that would be awesome. Okay. But just win the series. Will they win the series? Yes, 100%. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow we'll have WTSP Channel 10 Sports Director Evan Klosky on the program for a very fun discussion. In the meantime, stay safe, take care, have a good day.